One year ago today, I think you actually said that, Miggy. Yeah, uh, shit, huh? Yeah, I mean, that it's it's our one-year anniversary. Can you believe it? it's already been a year? Yeah, and we started on Google Hangouts. We started on Google Hangouts. Uh, so thanks for joining us on our first anniversary of uh, Cannabis Legalization News podcast, which is not really what it was a whole year ago. Um, well, well, I mean, we're still just two guys trying to save the world. Yeah, you know, two guys saving the world. The hard part about saving the world is it just doesn't like to stay saved. And then you have yeah. to do something else. Well, so, I, I, I how many think... shows have we done now? So like this is this is kind of like our little Rolodex, yeah. And it and it goes, and then um, you know it's if we go all the way back and crank it all the way all the way back, you can get to our first show, which was back on not even April third. I have to crank it back one more because like we've done this like you know every week. So well, and also remember when we first started doing it, it was on our phones too. Yeah, I think that was exactly what you're doing right here. So what we need to do is we need to actually probably like no 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 we should we should play on this just to see how terrible we were a year ago. Yeah, let's cringe. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's two o'clock. All look right. how young you look. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was listening to that. Okay, well the problem now is I don't know where I am. Well, oh, there I am. You got two eight tabs, right bro. Yeah. Is one of those tabs Pornhub? That's right, man. Yeah. And then I was able to bring on Miggy. That <laughs> worked our glitches through. Because, like, we had to do, uh, what was it? It was. Um, so that was Google Hangouts. And notice the old vertical with mine. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then the Google Hangouts was like this stuff you can do, like split screens and all that other stuff. And so we did this for about six months. And then in August, Google was like, we're done. Yeah. And then you didn't extract we're the done. audio back then, right? We weren't exactly podcast. No, we yet. didn't start doing the podcast version where we strip it down. And then we do the podcast until very, very recently. I want to say that was maybe like in April or something. And then I reverse did it. So like I'll, I brought them all the way back up from since February. So like they're all on that podcast. And so will this one be. But um yeah, that's uh, that came later, and then both of those go onto the web pages that we make for our um, SEO products. I mean, like this this one won't be very big for the SEO product. This is just mostly like, hey, let's celebrate ourselves. I can't believe we made it a year. Well, and I think our Sunday shows in general, because of the activism side of things, right. is always going to be um, low numbers no matter what. But well, one of us is always going to be reporting from weed. Well, um, true. No, I mean that's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, it's still not perfect. Uh, Miggy was trying to like run his stuff, so he'd be reporting from weed, and then it just stopped working. So now it looks like I'm from my mom's basement. Miggy reporting from his mom's basement. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you bring us up to to speed on news? I mean. We, well, I already shared, you know, this, this gem right here. If you guys want to see it, we'll put this one back in the comments, but you know, February 6th of 19, only 254 views, which is it's not our best. It's not no, our best. Well, it's still not the worst. Uh, it's not. No, it, it may actually be one. Actually. Of the yeah, you're right. Um, well, you know, uh, in sad news, DJ Subcool just passed away. Oh man. Who is that? DJ Subcool was one of the forefront of uh, Americans who were uh, uh, selling seed genetics, like legit uh, in medical days. And I didn't realize he was from Seattle. Uh, that one blew my mind or else I would have tried to reach out to him. But uh, so this dude that was like sick on genetics was from Seattle and you didn't even know he was there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, there's a lot of uh, uh, old school communities out here um, up in the islands, the Vashon community. Uh -huh. um, you know, back in the day in the nineties, uh, the Northwest was the, uh, the Emerald triangle of its own kind, you know, Canada, well, yeah, like BC bud, man. Mm -hmm. BC yeah. bud. So and then like that whole, well, you know, mad genetics had been going through between Vancouver and Mendo. Well, for decades. Like the for land race. Thing. Yeah. I mean, these guys were, were actually true to heart. Uh, like what, what would be your word? Like arborist or. Arborist? Uh, you mean uh, agronomist? Well, you know, I have, I have a master's a botanist. In, in botanist, right? So, yeah, they, they have, have all those plant knowledges. Yeah, all of them. I mean, not, that's just, not just the plant knowledge, but also the plant knowledge of like how to make it in agriculture. We also have magic mushrooms out here too. Cyclobin. I hear cyclobin's the next 
forefront, according to uh, Dustin Robinson, Mr. Florida. I'm sorry, Mr. Cannabis Law, the, the Florida cannabis lawyer that was on last week. And so uh, cannabis legalization news in like seven more years might have the cyclobin legalization corner. I mean, that was a pretty interesting thing that I, I one of my friends is called Dan. Let's see if we can have him on the show because he started like a lot of companies. And uh, he can talk about like boards and how you put them together for your team, which I'm like, well, that's fascinating. We should we should have that type of discussion so that people can understand from a conceptual like standpoint who they need on their team when they're putting their cannabis uh, business into order so that it has like, you know, a, a higher likelihood of being licensed and then also of operating correctly. Well, I think, you know, who should have that something like that is MedMen. MedMen. Uh, why is that? Well, you know, their CEO just stepped down. Uh, uh, they've been reconfiguring their their top people. Right. And, and, I, and I think a lot of that, you know, uh, you have a big company that raised a lot of capital off of nothing, off of uh, uh, just their word. The real you estate know? play. Huh? The real estate play. Yeah. I, I'm just, I don't. It's, you know, it's, it's, whole... And then genius real estate play. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I, I want to like do pieces on this show about like how we should do that MedMen real estate play just from taking the math of how uh, real estate gets zoned for these particular areas and then building out the particular type of facility that they, you need. And then knowing that the license holder needs that that piece of real estate, but also that knowing that the uh, the person that has that real estate, uh, they can usually more easily get a loan. Uh, than the person that is holding the cannabis license. So you'll see this this uh, bifurcation of a holding versus just a license holding. Uh, and it's it's fascinating crap that's uh, going on in the industry. And by fascinating crap, I mean like you know, exceedingly hyper-technical, boring uh, corporate uh, law. But if that's what you do for a living and that you find that kind of exciting, well, it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, do you think, so the MedMen situation, you, you say it's real estate, so... I mean, that was their equity, right? That was their actual physical. They didn't have any farms. Well, it's a leveraged place. So I thought what they were trying to do is figure out where they could actually locate the best dispensaries and cultivation facilities, maybe not necessarily on the cultivation side, mostly on the retail side, where they were going to try to create a brand experience yeah. for going to their dispensary and their dispensary would have certain elegance and, and crap. And then again, it gets back down to like, well, where can you have that locations? that is going to be the most beneficial for your dispensary. It's going to make it the most profitable or like, where can you have that location for your uh, farm where it's going to be the, the best situated to have transportation of its product. And then also low cost of development of that product. Cause honestly, I just don't understand how their business model accrued so much money without having a profit. I mean, we all understand cannabis. Well, if you plant. just raise capital, I mean, like that's the whole thing about startups. If you just raise capital and burn yeah. money, but you're raising more capital, well, then you're just burning some more money and then you can go raise some more capital. And then when you can no longer do that, or like if you're using it as a real estate play, so you have debt, when you can no longer service your debt and, and, and raise anymore, it can collapse. Um, didn't you have a story this week you wanted yeah. to share about this or something like this? So this one's in Washington. Um, 4.85 million Ponzi scheme. Uh, from what I know, this farm was up north, the the one who was licensee or person in, associated with Washington State. And, uh, uh, you know, the story goes, um, there was two or three different companies. If you read the article, we'll, we'll post it in our comments. But uh, it talks about... Uh, uh, how they leveraged, got more money, and then with that money, they were buying yachts and trips, and I, I mean, the, yachts, they weren't trips, spending wisely. They were just, they were being as flagrantly flouting their ill-gotten gains as they could. Yeah. Like, now we should probably keep a, keep a lid on this money. I'm going to go buy the most ridiculous coat you've ever seen and a Maserati. Yeah. Yeah, let's not store this for future, uh, 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 you know. Let's not try to avoid yeah, anybody who might be trying to uh, bust us. Let's just, let's go for the gusto here. Speaking of going for the gusto, let's talk about what happened over the past year. Uh, oh. So when we started 365 days ago, basically we had like no subscribers. So uh, I think how many do we have? Like we had two. No, we didn't. But uh, we did actually have about 250 somewhere in there and then this this big pop right there you see that one that big spike yeah all right you know what that was 
Was that Keith? I get that. No, no. Keith was like over here somewhere. Oh, that cool. Big spike that was there was more along the lines of um, us using timing about uh, stuff that was in the news. That was when the Moore Act passed, and I very quickly did something about the Moore Act. So anytime that there's anything that goes on in the news, especially at a federal level, about cannabis, we need to like hop on real quick and do whatever that thing was. And so that brings us to tonight's um, next scripted thing, hopefully will be published within a week, would be, can Bernie Sanders legalize cannabis by executive order within 50 days. You saw that article, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would I would hope so, yes. But like, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think that's how, uh, I didn't think the executive authority went that far. And so it would be really good, but it would be good. It would be a good episode of like cannabis legalization news. One of those things that I could record and explain that shit so that you'd be like, all right, well, isn't going to happen. Can it happen? But then after Trump, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. What's so long as mean? you're not convicted by the Senate, you're fine, right? At this point, the executive branch has proven that it is the king, uh, uh, the monarchy the it is. It is the king. If you have 51 votes in the Senate, it is a monarchy. It, uh, well, not a monarchy, but like, you know. But the branches, there's, there's no, but okay. Yeah, it's, to a all, it's a kingdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. But to all, uh, uh, to America's credit, dude, like, um, you know, I've always been doubtful on politics and all that stuff. But the fact that this shit got flagged, and made it to the House of Representatives, and there was semi checks and balances, right? We're not gonna say full checks, but just semi. Yeah, you know, not all press is good press, especially no. when it's there's truth behind it. So no, it's it's not. But um, I thought it was pretty cool that in a year of just us uh, chit chatting and yammering, and then interviewing people about their cannabis companies or their cannabis activism stories, that we were able to grow like ten times. Like so, from about. 2,700, no, I'm sorry, 270 subscribers to 2,700 subscribers in a year. Yeah, and with, uh, we're really good. We can get to 20K this year. Oh, let's, let's hope. That's that's one of my goals. That was one of the things that we were talking with uh, that Dan guy uh, that I'd like to have on the show about how he, he had some idea for bringing on some type of board, which would create some type of uh, advertising revenue, and then we'd be able to run like way more shows on this so like because the thing is this channel is here like we're just we just happen to be streaming on it right now yeah but like one of my all-time favorite movies is uhf and um and so like in uhf weird al gets a television network from his uncle for some stupid reason and uh and then he he develops that into the number one channel like you know in the in the area yeah but um so uh, we might just be running like three times the content we're running in a year, just no, so that we get more and more subscribers. Because like this, this Sunday episodes are usually supposed to be our activism ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like we have our business episodes like on Wednesdays, but we haven't really branded them as well as we could. Sure. And they like their own particular content, and then we just create more brands off that. So our our broadcast, you know, schedule gets uh, a little bit more complex and that allows you because think about every like we have all these guests on because they have networks as well yeah. and so then when we're on when they're on our show they get to ex, you know get exposed to a new network and so do we uh, which well, is great remember when we first started this uh you were just like hey let's just shoot the shit and then you know i was yeah. just like well the only thing i know about having a channel is consistency right like yeah we shot for every wednesday at lunch for the just the main shit and then we did uh, and i really do like enjoying i like hum, highlighting the business side of things on wednesdays you know i think that's a great aspect to us as far as uh yeah. you know there's so much more to this uh industry besides oh, so much more to the industry and you should have seen it yesterday out at the chicago uh where was this this was at uic the uic forum they had the cannabis fair uh and then the mayor was there and this is so these are some of the, the three pillars of uh three ladies of illinois cannabis oh the mayor uh, lightfoot wanda james and uh state rep kelly cassidy so they were all there and it was just a wonderful amazing um vision for the cannabis culture and uh community and also uh the commercial networks yes. that are going to be coming in. and so like next week though uh we're going to be downstate 
And so uh, please do join me downstate next week uh, in Peoria over at the uh, ICC. It's Illinois Central College. And so uh, Jahan Gordon, another one of the ladies of uh, Illinois Cannabis, the downstate one, uh, she has the C3 Cannabis Expo, and that's for cannabis expungement, entrepreneurship, and education. And then uh, also uh, the Grow Trust, which is one of my clients that's applying for their um, craft grow license uh, nice. in, in the Peoria area. Uh, they're also having uh, an event. And so come on down and, and say hi, which, which, you know, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, events are where it's at. I mean, that's going to be a new networking. You know, uh, we used to meet behind in alleys and now we, we shake hands at in conferences. And Oh, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, events are a business unto themselves. Did you know that? Like, oh, yeah, it, 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 is a business? it's the evolving uh, part of the, the industry I've seen out here. Because hmm. like my my one of my childhood uh, chums, Dave Chanowski. He actually had an event. It was a job fair style event for veterans because you know, he went to West Point uh, when he's my age. So he graduated from West Point in like 02. And then uh, when he came back from service, uh, he started a company about uh, job fairs for veterans and parlayed that into getting bought out. And, you know, just. Well, we have one here, uh, the magazine uh, Marijuana Adventure or Marijuana uh, Venture, Marijuana Venture. And MJ, I think there's some out there probably. You'll, you'll see they're national. But uh, they do uh, a tech type uh, meetup here where uh, people sign up, they come to the event, and then they rotate every like ten minutes uh, per table, and then of course sponsors and all that shit. So yeah, that that is definitely the new way to get around. Um, shoot, man, there was so much to talk about today. Uh, pull something up, man, because like I'm, I'm just sitting here. I mean, I already plugged the stuff that I'm going to plug. Hang on one second. You pull oh, something yeah. up. I'm going to plug this again. Yeah, Don't yeah. forget to come out to Peoria uh, Saturday, February the eighth. Come see me. Uh, Miggy, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to be there. He will be in Seattle. But you can come see me. And then we will be able to talk all about uh, these new cannabis laws and the types of business opportunities that are going to be available to the people of Illinois. Uh, and it's 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 going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Jahan. She's going to put together some uh, some panel discussions so that we can explain how the uh, uh, the expungement, the entrepreneurship and the education work. And then uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Grow Trust vision for bringing it's it's a really cool brand. Have you ever heard of Alien Labs? No, not not here in Washington. Yeah, well, that's the thing about all these brands. You know, they're usually fairly uh, state centric. You know, hey, um, so uh, as as it sticks in my mind, real quick, uh, the reason why I brought up Mad Men earlier too, because as we were talking about your social the social equity part of things, right? Um, what occurred to me, part of the failing of this company, all these companies that are really big buyers, really big. You know, flexing this million dollar, I just raised whatever money. Uh -huh. What are you doing for the rest of the people? What are you doing for the culture? Actually, well, that's the thing. Like when you're doing it, like as a as a real estate play, or even like any cannabis, evidently just chews up money. And so when I'm talking to my clients, you know, for when they want to get in for like uh, what type of grow they want to build, I'm like, you doing light depth? You doing outdoor? I mean, I'm sorry, outdoor is not an option. You doing light depth? You doing this traditional straight up indoor? And if you're doing traditional straight up indoor, what type of rig you're running? And um, so, you know, it, it depends. I mean, it's it's it is something else, man. Yeah, but I just think these these big boys should have a department solely devoted to just like their accountability towards how they're helping those who suffering are suffering presently. That's that new capitalism stuff that we were talking about, you know, and then it's yeah. not just in the uh, this CEO roundtable. It's also in the state of Illinois. Um, and only Illinois has really built it into their law uh, it, for you know, social also, justice and social equity. Like all the other states, they say, do this and you'll get points. It's not required. But, you know, it, this this is also very American. So, you know, our, our guest, Glenn, that we had on, it was right in Ohio. Yes. So he shared a post this morning or yesterday. I don't know, but I reshared it. And uh, he's very frustrated because, you know, the guy who let a join up in court has a GoFundMe and already raised 6K. Yeah, because they charged him with more things. You see, the, there's something that the courts, um, I realize that he's trying to protest, but the yeah. courts demand respect. That's what it is. And so like, yeah. if you wanted to protest, the time to protest wasn't in front of the judge unless he wanted to get reprimanded like this for what she believes is, you know, disrespect. The time to protest was probably like being led out of the prison and sparked up a joint and said, see the hypocrisy then. 
because yeah. she's already ruled. She's probably not going to be like five years. Bang, you know. Well, the judge even said, because I, I don't know if you heard the audio, because the guy tried to like, hey, judge, we're not, you know, we deserve better. Right. And the judge is like, look, I don't make the laws. I just enforce them, which was kind of a bullshit little out for, for a judge, because yeah, that, no, that, all... that is that's 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 why like unconstitutional laws stay on the books for so long. Their yeah. job is to in, in say what the law says and enforce it. That's it. Yeah, no, it's. And I get it, but it's kind of like this shit that, that happened today. Breaking news with the goddamn hearing. Let's uh, share a screen with that one. This was I've already gotten through my uh, my deck. Yeah, so breaking news. Oh, here it is. So on C-SPAN, there's the uh, the federal marijuana policy. Uh, this committee, the um, House and Energy Commerce Subcommittee, and on health. Like, mm-hmm. why is I mean I understand commerce as far as uh, um. You know, it's going to be in the market. There's going to be people buying uh, this product. But um, I just, it posed me. So I haven't had a chance to watch this. I just saw this this morning on the way to the bus. But I really can't wait to watch it because there's. What's the gist of it? What Who happened and what did they do? So it's just testimony right now from the FDA, DEA. And uh, and they're talking about the compounds and products of cannabis and the side effects. I so, like how it's it's 2020. And they're finally talking about what is this cannabis stuff? It's like they forget what happened back in uh, and uh, let's get historical on your asses. So like uh, back in, in 1969. And if you want to see more than that, we'll we'll give one of these away. And I, I, I'm not going to do that right now. The green screen. But back in 1969, cannabis was legal at a federal level for a few months after the United States versus Timothy Leary or I think it was Leary versus the United States. He sued them. Might have been a cross suit. Anyway, uh, so uh, there was no federal cannabis policy. And that, of course, led to Dick Nixon's war on drugs and also the Controlled Substances Act. And you get the Controlled Substances Act with marijuana, you know, with an H defined right next to heroin in, in Schedule 1, they had to add a, a Part F to the Controlled Substances Act that says they are going to study it to see where it needs to be specifically under the five schedules of the Controlled Substances Act. And you know what it found? In 1972, the Schaefer Commission came out, they published the study, because they actually, it was part of the law. That's why the Democrats voted for it. So they got the study back, and they said it never should have been included in the law, and it should be descheduled or decriminalized. Schaefer Commission, right? Yeah, right. Schaefer Commission, and it should be decriminalized. And then you know what happened, right? Uh, then uh, was it Carter, right? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. But during nothing. Carter's administration, <laughs> but let's. But you you skipped another report. One and that then, happened in now, now, like fifty years later. Is it fifty? Yeah, fifty years later. Now they're still doing the studies. They're like, so yeah. we're still studying this. Didn't we study this fifty years ago with the Schaefer oh. Commission? And they said no. What about the Laguardia report? Oh, the Laguardia report. Twice. The Schaefer report and- from the forties. Twice. And then, then how many times do the people that don't support cannabis say, what do we need more of? We need more. What, prisoners? Slaves? No, that's what they want. What do they say? They always say, we need more oh, research. Studies. We need more studies. We don't yeah. know. We need more research. We need more studies. And it's not like, wait a second. What about the LaGuardia report? What yeah. about the Schaefer report? How many more effing studies do you need? Do you need a study every 10 years? You know? Seriously. No, apparently every 40. Every 40 years, we need a new study. Every 40 years. I'm so, sorry. Uh, Wobble, I what I was doing. <laughs> Wobble asked, um, uh, did you see there's a, a illegal cannabis dispensary? Ill- illegal in Gurney, Illinois. How is there an illegal? Well, there's look, anywhere where somebody's selling cannabis without a license in Illinois is an illegal cannabis dispensary, to be honest. Mm. An illegal cannabis dispensary is literally anybody selling weed without a license. So there's no medical. Uh, taxed cannabis. What's that? There's no medical license then for you guys to have a store? No. So like people are like, how many can caretakers grow? And I'm like, just read the statute. I've done posts on this. You know, you can go, you can Google that. You don't have to ask me. Uh, It's right there. It's five per household with patient in it. And then there's no anything about caretakers. Oh, everybody's still um, like, even when you have your dispensary stores, those guys, when you guys are just medical were pretty much just pushing the threshold right just testing the limits no the medical guys it was just they were basically adult use they're like peddling in eighths 
Okay, but like, the, would they like a limit of like you had to sign in only five people at a time, or what was? No. How did they work around that? What do you mean? I mean, like, there's no caretakers. There's no growing. So you you so you had no dispensaries then? No, we had only dispensaries. You had to go to a dispensary. The caretaker was just they could go to the dispensary and buy for you if you're like really busted up and sick and you couldn't get out of your house. Okay, but like, so you're but you're saying all dispensaries were illegal. No, no, all dispensaries were authorized by the statute. So, like, they oh, didn't okay. open up for a long time because Bruce Rauner really dragged his heels because he didn't, it was Republican. He needed more research because he didn't believe all the other freaking decades of research and the patent that went off label, which was great. Or, that was, that was fun last, last week. Or the eight patients. Or the eight patients, the world record. I love whenever I get to do a CLE, which is I can't, uh, not, it's not cannabis uh, education, but it's, it's, it's uh, continuing legal education. Uh, and and whenever I get to do one of those where I get to reference the world record holder for joint smoked, Irv Rosenfeld, be great to get him on the show. I mean, if he, oh he's got the health to do it. But yeah. the reason why he's the world record holder is because what's hard to do in world records, like I've smoked the most weed, like I've done the most oh. cocaine, right? How do you substantiate that record, right? <laughs> he's got receipts. He's got receipts. They've been <laughs> mailing it every month. 300 joints a month every month and so you you know like 100 joints a month since 1982 that's x joints that's how many i smoked i heard they're not that good too i've heard they're terrible i've heard that they include seeds in them they standardize it to 3.5 percent thc they so they probably have to use a lot of the other plant matter like seeds and stems i mean they're just trying to poison they're just still trying to find the harms because every time a study comes up, what do they not do? Find it harmful. Listen, they don't listen. Yeah. They just like, wait, you said what we didn't want to hear? Yeah. Oh, Can for sure. Don't do that study again until we want to hear it. Well, just like with the DEA, uh, what is it? Their statute says that you can only look for the negative effects. Mm-hmm. What kind of bullshit's that? Wait, that's what we want to hear. We just yeah. want to hear the negative effects. Why do you only want to hear the negative effects? Our jobs depend on the negative effects. Let me tell you negative effects. I got to pay fucking $40 eighths and fucking my $40 eighths. Are you <laughs> kidding? This is Illinois. This is the land of $75 eighths. Jesus Christ. Or I mean like I'm a medical patient. I get to get my eighths for 50 to $60. They get to get their eighths by, you know, add more. And so like 75 if you can find flour. If that's wild, dude. That is so wild. It's demand, man. I mean, it's definitely better than it was. It's just not the legalization we thought it was going to be when we were fucking 18 and 20. Well, that's why I keep telling them. Like, and I was telling them yesterday at the uh, the cannabis um, opportunity fair, whatever they call it. The They didn't call it cannabis opportunity fair. They call it something. Cannabis resource fair. Mm. Resource opportunity, fairly similar. But at yeah. the cannabis resource fair, I'm like, look, guys. Let's really talk about federal uh, legalization track right now. Where do you think it's going this year? Do you really think the Safe Banking Act will pass this year after what happened to it three months ago? Yeah. Well, the good news, uh, the 10% thing's on a stall right now. Oh, I'm glad that uh, they they finally came to their senses because that 3%, I'm sorry, the 10% stuff, I mean, the plant is 25%. I don't even know if they're going to come to their senses. Like, it just worries me when something still uh, hangs in, in litigation. It doesn't just get dropped, you know? Like, it just takes that one asshole and be like, you know what? This was a good idea. Yeah. No. And then they referenced that yesterday at the resource fair. I loved it. I love it because, like, that's why we're here. We do a lot of the um, – it's not just talking – I mean, we don't just dab out. We do kind of, like – you know, make jokes about guys that are have YouTube channels that are really successful, and then sometimes they might just dab out. So yeah. People like tuning in to watch them dab, and um, and ours is more along the lines of we're educating people, and they dropped the Thirteenth Amendment thing, and because like there's a lot of social equity and social justice in Illinois' version, and how like what is in the Thirteenth Amendment for slavery? If you're a criminal, you're you can be a slave. And yeah. what happened with the drug war? Who was mostly arrested? Who was mostly incarcerated? It's mostly minorities. And then, and, and but even the white people that were arrested and incarcerated, they could also be a slave. So like, you know, this is the 13th Amendment. Does the, does the channel not end until the 13th, uh, 13th Amendment is, uh, 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 can you amend an amendment? 
I don't. So here's the problem too. I think about the Thirteenth Amendment that will never change is you know originally it started out with the oppression of minorities because there was that predominant class, but I think now it's just evolved the classhood. Now it's just the really wealthy, really enjoy cheap labor. They don't care who they're fucking over. Mm. <laughs> you know. You mean they don't want the union? Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Or or just like how the Democrat Party split up right now and everybody's arguing at each other. Are you, are you guys are fucking idiots or whoever is you know i i really hate the two-party system thing but whatever well the the, the problem is you're not going to have anything besides a two-party system if it's winner take all if it's winner take all you have to faction in such a way that you can have 51 percent coalition and so if you need 51 percent coalition to be able to, to win then you really need to be able to hit that 51 percent, and then you're going to get into a two-party system what was that thing about the flower shortage uh, somebody blames the former state senator Pam Altoff for your Altoff for your guys' shortage, but you know I think also did you see the article I sent you the other day where uh, some shop down south is opening doors to Wisconsin uh, patients? Or oh, that's uh, that's our Slack channel. Join our Slack channel, everybody. There's no <laughs> way we're letting you. Out. Well, maybe the really special people. Uh, let's see, let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, hey, Zigzag is stepping away from uh, tobacco. Did you hear about that? Flip that up on the screen. Me, uh, yeah, because uh, zigzag the papers, and like I am gonna go get my papers because you should see my papers. Yeah, this guy, check this out. So, in this tweet, uh, this gentleman Michael Elkin talks about February 6th. Uh, zigzag is stepping away now. Honestly, I always thought Jacques was smoking a joint. I, I, I mean, I get it, he was French and smoking a cigarette, but. Yeah. I always thought it was a joint. Well, right. And then like you would always get the zig and like what was the Afro Man rap, right? Colt 45 and two zigzags. Damn right. He did say two, and then the problem is uh, because well, of the green screen, but like I it, like, not two. But I like the uh, organic hemp connoisseur style raw, and then they come with little little tips. So you, you get to do the whole thing. And it's um and I got a whole bunch of these from Amazon for cheaps. So now I uh, I try to roll the longer joints. It's like the 100s. Remember, you ever smoke cigarettes? You shouldn't. Uh, There's the longer ones that are called I know, 100s. I know what you're talking about. Here's that article I was talking about. Missouri, that's who's allowed to come to your uh, medical cannabis now. Yeah, Missouri's got a heck of a program that they have set up, and I'm really looking forward to it because they went pretty big. They went bigger than Illinois did six what? years ago. So I, I'm looking forward to Missouri just coming on with a bullet for their cannabis. And I mean, if any, any, if Missouri is the beginning of the South, uh, if the first Southern state to go legalization will definitely be Missouri. Is Collinsville Southern Illinois though? Yes. Collins, but the Collinsville gets closer to St. Louis. And so oh. it is, it is Southern Illinois, but I, with what I've seen coming out of Missouri, it was competitive bid. There was plenty of licenses available. Hope I haven't read their law. I haven't gotten into that yet. But yeah, after the fifteenth of March, when my when my clients have been put to the state, uh, and we have some time to like look at, at other states going on, Missouri is exciting, uh, and so it's going to be. I mean, it's usually medical, and then four or five years later, recreational. So Missouri yeah. is shaping up. And that's another reason why, like when we're talking about, you know, sure, the uh, the Safe Banking Act's not going anywhere for 2020. Uh, Missouri and other states, they're going to continue to come online. But um, until you get like the majority of the states and if Missouri's got like four or five years and Florida just punted to 2022, I mean, you're looking at Schedule One marijuana for at least another three to five years. At yeah. least just for the moons and the stars to align properly. Do you, but you, do you saw like the, the amount of subscription spikes that we got when the more act or anything gets through in Congress. So we're going to get like 80,000 subscribers on the day that cannabis legalizes. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing peak. Yeah. I, like this one, dude. I think Kentucky could grow some great cannabis. Name one turtle. Yeah. Especially with what they've done. So like they tried to have this hemp thing come up and then they just, they they like kneecapped it with the total THC requirements at point three. It's pathetic. Hey, in, in uh, shocking news, um, Washington State law enforcement is against home grow. Yeah, all law enforcement is against any home grow. The reason for that is money. Yeah, I just yeah, the reason for that is money. 
They actually put a statement out. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they put out a statement, you know. I mean, like, uh, the Macon County. Have you heard of Macon County, Illinois? Uh, yeah, it's mayor. All right, that's where Decatur is. One of uh, Decatur's chief exports is crippling depression. Uh, the, another one of its chief exports is uh, political bigotry from uh, the 1930s. And yeah. one of its leadest, leading benefactors, uh, the person who cuts the check to Det uh, Decatur, the Detroit of Illinois, is um, uh, Howard Buffett, Warren Buffett's kid, actually funded uh, a, 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 an officer's salary for four years with uh, a donation of like half a million bucks. Jesus. And his, his job is only to find cannabis-related DUIs. And so one of my clients got popped by the Macon, because that's where Decatur is in that county in Illinois, the Macon County Sheriff's Office popped them for selling some beautiful, sun-kissed, organically grown hemp flower from Macomb, Illinois, unlike Macon County. But uh, they don't care. They don't give AF, man. I mean, they just were like, yeah, well, you can talk with the state's attorney. And so I'm they like, well, we're gonna... And then... What was it? Smell? Is that what got them? Smell. They brought the dogs. And I'm like, you realize the dogs are smelling carophylline and, and pinene, right? They are not smelling THC. It's not this magic thing that dogs can smell. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and then also they did the one touch test or something like, you know, their field test that is from 1963 or whatever. And it cannot tell the, the, de the, the determining line. And it, it's, it's the whole thing is, do you really think that hemp companies have the chutzpah to just say, like, here's our weed. Go ahead and sell it. Seriously. No. Absolutely. I mean, they have to get a license. They have to grow that stuff. And then and then they cure it. They, they, they put it. They weigh it. And then it's in a package that you can buy. And it's legal. Well, I'm sure he has a CNA with it, too, right? Of, of course, the COA, the certificate analysis is referenced. It's, it's and it's broadcast on every uh, their uh, their web page as well. And so the, all that stuff is just ridiculous that they would think that uh, in Illinois, because now like some because they're, they're trying to sell it at gas stations and stuff. Yeah. They would think that uh, or a bodegas, you know, and they they would think that people are being so brazen after the first of the year when marijuana or, or cannabis became legal to sell at a dispensary if it has THC, well, they would just be like flouting the law and now they're just stocking it in, in quickie mart shelves. No, that's that's industrial hemp. There's papers for that. It's lawful. It's weird. No, the whole thing's bullshit. I just read a, uh, an article. I don't know if I can find it, but uh, our fucking wonderful governing body, the Washington State uh, Liquor Control Board, blah, board. These the Liquor Control Board? Yeah. These motherfucking assholes. Uh, was it Washington... State Cannabis and Liquor Control Board. Um, but these guys, uh, there's a report about in the Boston uh, paper uh, where they are referenced and uh, they're making claims that 35% of the purchases uh, done in Washington State are being diverted. Whoops. Hello. <laughs> so this is utterly ridiculous. I mean, Legal uh, weed didn't stop illegal deals. But see, I think some real estate. Where is this arbitrary number coming from? Because my thinking is, too, what if these guys... Let me see if I can zoom this fucker in. Oops, yeah, wrong. you have to hit the control plus. Wrong one. <laughs> wrong monitor. <laughs> one year in, we still can't produce our own show. But that's all right. I mean, you, we'll, we'll have a full-time... That will have blazing fast internet. We'll be like, this thing that we want to talk about. And it'll yeah. just be like, yeah. <laughs> this thing I want to talk about. This thing, yeah. So this 2019 report, right? I'm just here. Here, just hear me out. Here, here. we are. A 2019 report for the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board: Diversion estimated as much as 35 percent of cannabis consumed in the state moves in illegal channels. So hear me out here. What if these motherfuckers uh, uh, are just so ignorant that? Because again, we've we've been fighting through medical, right? Uh, sure. Medical is clinging on a a limb. It is. Uh, um, it's just almost not there. Uh, what if, though, it's not 35% being diverted, but 35% uh, that's extra being consumed by high-end users like myself? You know, well, again, it, it just, they are. How are they making that 35% number? Exactly. So much arbitrary bullshit. Yeah, but 
if you wanted to go buy some black market cannabis right now in Washington State, could you do it? Oh, for sure. So how much of the market of cannabis do you think is, we can call it black market. What Do you, do you think we should call something besides black market? I like traditional market. You like traditional market? I like tax-free market. I like to call okay. it a tax-free cannabis. Or capitalist. No, no. Capitalism doesn't mean you don't get to not pay taxes. And especially when it comes to like cannabis or alcohol or tobacco there, or, I mean, and I think we should tax ammo. What I about mean, free market? I'm going to get some, some thumbs down for that, but. Free market. Free market. America. <laughs> America. And the cannabis free market, it's still existent. Uh, did will you be. consider America when forming that answer? <laughs> that traditional uh, uh, tax-free market will always as, as long as because uh, Americans are lazy, goddammit. We want cheese. Not lazy. I'm, I, I'm not lazy. I work all the goddamn time. Yeah. I, am, I am not thrilled about my next six weeks. I am probably going to have to like bust 200 hours a month, easy. Uh, and so whatever that should be 300 hours between now and like my last application is submitted and I'm like Okay, so not, uh, not I can relax. But after a 12-hour day, we sure do like to come home, and we don't want to sit there and cure our cannabis or make our own alcohol. We want to sit there, pour it out of the glass, right? Buy that pre-roll. I want, yeah. Uh, well, you want to buy the pre-roll. I want to buy that nice dank nugget that you grind fresh. Oh, oh, oh! Let me fill time. And so, uh, one of the nice things about our channel is that it's uh, it's volunteer based. Uh, Miggy actually does this during his um his lunch break or when he has to come in on a sunday and uh and sometimes he does have to work um but not me i i'm always working uh because i'm my own boss it's, it's pretty neat that's that's literally this is one of the reasons why i started this show was because i wanted to have something that i could market for myself so that i wouldn't be what often happens to a lot of attorneys they become a commodity and that commodity is not you can't differentiate it from somebody else and they suck at the internet. They absolutely do not understand the internet. So I did this. I'll answer that later. Check it out. What is that one? This one is from a grow called Volcana and uh -huh. they do really good grow uh, curing is what I'm impressed by. Uh, now when they do good curing, how does it taste? Taste divine and, and it's got that old school stickiness you know like when i want school. you i want you to interview that old school stickiness for just a bit i got something i need to share now too yep oh go go, go. i got you <laughs> so anyways this uh is a, a dutch treat it's a very lovely strain uh it's coming in at 25.7 percent i believe oh yeah here i got the paperwork right here oh seven twenty seven point nine percent so this is the idiot shit that our legislators in Washington want to uh, limit to 10%, but in concentrates. What the fuck kind of deal is that? Uh, but yeah, um, this is a lovely strain, a lovely grow. And this, this is a, uh, oh no. Oh, this is terrible. This the is weed terrible. The weed. Um, well, this, this did not work for those of you listening at home, but it is a wonderful uh, guava gelato, I believe. And it's just, it's fantastic, and, and its cure is also very good. So uh, the flavor profile of well-cured cannabis, uh, maybe fill some time on that for us. What do you think about the difference between well-cured cannabis and poorly-cured cannabis? Oh, man, it's a world of difference, just like with flushing. You know, uh, some you, you can have the best cannabis, but if you don't flush it right, you can still taste the whatever was still... Uh, the growth accelerants? Yeah, I mean, the, the plant, you are what you eat. And in, in this essence, uh, you know, the, the towards the end of its days, the plant needs to get rid of all the toxins that it has. And, of course, cannabis doesn't have any toxins. But, I mean, as far as, like, metals, it flushes everything out of its system. Yeah. Then once you cut it, there's different ways of curing, too. You know, I'm a traditional hanging it in the fucking wall in the dark in my uh, extra bedroom. But how do you uh, control for the humidity, then? I, I do uh, uh, circulation, air circulation. And then um, there's also, uh, uh, I've heard of people doing nitrogen. Interesting. Blasting with nitrogen. So there's different methodologies to curing it. Um, some even put it in an oven. I don't know. Um, the flavor that I get from that stuff, uh, and then also from Revolution Cannabis, uh, it's a very sweet 
flavor. And like, so sometimes when it's, when it's very, very well cured, like you get all the terp flavors and it really doesn't taste, um, you know, harsh or, or bitter or, or anything off. It, it's just this, uh, and then it almost tastes like it's flavored. There's like no flavoring in it. You know, it's just a, all terpenes and fry, fresh ground and then and a raw wrapper. So just uh, hemp based paper and right. it's delicious. So that gelato right there, I, I've twisted up some of it and um, man, I almost just, I just want to light it up right now. It's, it's just so, just so you tasty. Should, yeah. You should, man. Raw is, a, you know, not, yeah. with papers, dude, raw is definitely one of the best ones too. When it comes to yep. your um, health, you know, because they are organic and all that stuff. Oh, that microphone kind of picks it up too. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, once you go green screen, you don't go back. So, uh, well, I'm kind of—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm blaming myself a little bit for the green screen, where it's like, why, why do I have green screen, but you don't have green screen? I, dude, that was weird though. Because remember, I did it. Did I thought it worked for a minute, and then I turned it off. So I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, if there's one thing that we should do to celebrate our one-year anniversary, it's talk to the audience. And as Krusty the Crown Clown once famously said, "Ah, that's always death." <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we can see where this is. Evidently, we had like forty-four comments. I love it. If it tastes like hey, leave it lay. If it tastes like hey, leave it lay. <laughs> Words of wisdom from the comments. There's one. You don't have any social equity component. You shouldn't even waste the time complying. That's correct, Josh. That is absolutely correct. And then to to explain that correctness. Uh, we can talk about the 700 unique teams that applied for the 75 licenses for dispensing in cannabis. They applied 4,000 times, 4,000 times. Yeah. And so like those 75 teams are like trying to hack the system because they're allowed to have 10 licenses max. And they applied 4,000 times. The, the state of Illinois took home 10 million bucks easy. And so... Ooh. Oh, we got to the spooky time of the uh, the, the, the interview. <laughs> uh, and so, like, uh, out of those 700 teams, 600 were uh, social equity. So oh. you know that they're going to be able to fill all the slots for social yeah. equity before they even grade the uh, non-social equity applicants. And so you really need social equity if you want to put yourself in a position to win. Seriously. We'll say hi to Nicholas Widger. So that was, that was for... Josh Gillian, thank you, Josh. Let's see, let's see, and then uh, more talking to the audience. Let's, what's this one? Uh, did you already own? Yeah, Kentucky can grow some great cannabis. Kentucky bluegrass, right? Well, I think anywhere in the Midwest, it's all farm country, man. Those guys should be. I, when, I, when I used to live in Jersey, I had friends who who uh, visit family in the Midwest, and I can only yeah. imagine the quality of weed they got to smoke. Yeah, um, it is kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not. I'm not upset with it. But um, <laughs> what do you want to do this year, man? This year? Yeah. Well, year I mean, if, if, you. you know, I hope to just keep trying to plug that content, and then you know, eventually, if I can break away from, uh, you know, uh, stepping away from the J job and making this a full time job for us to produce content one day, uh, that'd be the dream. Well. Um, you know, I can I can start putting together some revenue perspectives for you, but uh, I, I've seen your overhead requirements. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man! But but real 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 shit though. I'm just trying to keep my kid in college, so that's all I got right. going on. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. And so like, and I'm trying to like build my team and keep people employed, but then um, it, yeah. I don't know how fast it'll grow. But I, it's just so weird. From uh, like, I'm in a totally different place. And just despite the green screen, uh, then it was, uh, yeah, some father and son tree trimming tutorials. No, I've seen them. There, uh, there's a, a father and son growing oh, on YouTube. Great. Uh, uh, I love it. We got to have those dudes on the show. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. but I, that's that's really adorable. And yeah, those types of channels are out there, um, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, man, um, in in the past year, just to, as far as it's going, as as fast as it's gone. But you know, maybe if we can get like another hundred x, and then we have to figure out how we monetize your life because like you got to have to monetize your life. Yeah, man, CBD was first isolated and discovered in 1940 by American scientists, and it's in the American Journal of Chemistry. Uh, oh, so let's pop that comment back up for the people that are still listening. Uh, so that who was that? So yeah, Ilo. I'll go bis 
asks, do you guys know who or when CBD was discovered? And so, yeah, CBD was the first one isolated. And I want to say it was 1940. Uh, and then I've done content on that before. So if you need to uh, find out more about that, go to uh, cannabisindustrylawyer.com and then search uh, for CBD discovered, hopefully. And if it doesn't work, call us and tell us it doesn't work because then I'll just get my coders on it and be like, look, our search functionality is shit. 1940 though, huh? Yeah, it was the it was the first one discovered, and then it was finally prohibited, which is why Yalheim. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce, or I cannot also remember uh, the guy, the Israeli the Israeli the Israeli scientist that discovered or isolated THC in 1964. Raphael Mikulam, him, Melheim. <laughs> the grandfather so, of yeah, so he, he the one of the principal reasons that he he was the one who did it was because we banned it in 1937. So then we isolated it uh, CBD in 1940, and then we knocked it out of the pharmacopoeia in 1942. And then 22 years later, in Israel, they isolated THC. It could have been done in America probably by 1950 or before, but fucking racist. Yeah, did you see that uh, um, uh, documentary that I shared uh, one of our shows, and it was pretty cool because the following week somebody said hey thank you for recommending that sh that, that that documentary because uh it's very informative on how uh cannabinoids been found uh especially from uh Mechelum's perspective too it's called the scientist oh and, yeah uh, and it's uh it's a really interesting documentary because he, he actually tested uh, uh some of their uh, the uh they made a cake or cookies or some shit and so uh, real life practice of scientific research. They uh, 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 took notes and, and saw how everybody reacted to the. Drug when scientists take notes when there's drugs involved. Yeah. Uh, but I like the yeah. background. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, you know, you got to move things around and mix them up because not everybody listens. Some people hey. do, which is kind of fun. Like I, when somebody's like, "Wait, it's a YouTube channel." I'm like. You've only been listening to this? <laughs> hey, we got somebody asking about that executive order we were talking about earlier. Oh, that's right. Uh, like I said, you know, I was wondering if Bernie... And so this is from 4764071. I uh, can't read it right now, but you want to put oh. that back up? Yeah, got you, bro. All right. I was wondering if Bernie becomes prez, executive, exec, executive order to legalize for all 50 states. What would like Georgia do about it and the other states? And so stay tuned, smash the likes and subscribes if you're watching this at, at minute 53 you probably already have um and and that's going to be one of our next um actual uh junket penises pieces of content where we do the cannabis industry lawyer uh branding on it so we'll research that and then we'll report awesome yeah man so uh what about you who do you think in the super bowl oh shit dude i, I really don't give <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 team commercial team commercial I uh, I was going to be rooting for San Francisco for no good reason. But then uh, Lauren actually reminded me that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have the first uh, female oh, right. coach on their on their roster or on their staff. And so uh, go Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's support the, the woman shit. Heck yeah, man. And then. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday. Hopefully on Wednesday we'll have a guest because it'll be 